Welcome to Buy Size Dental Marketing. Today I have Kristen, the Creative Director of Pain-Free Dental Marketing. Kristen, it's always a pleasure to have you on the on the show. What do you got for us today? Well, first of all, thank you for having me again, as always. Today I really wanted to touch on this quote by Carl Jung, or Jung. Do you say Carl Jung or Jung? I think it depends on where you're from. Okay, I'm going to go with Carl. No, that sounds Asian. I think he's he's like... German. And he says, the meeting of two personalities is like the contact of two chemical substances. If there is any reaction, both are transformed. And as I apply that to my life and my work, I think about the hmm. people I surround myself with, especially at work, because I'm spending most of my life here at work, eight hours a day, five days a week. And I can then, you know, transcribe that into the dental offices that we work with and how they are constantly hiring people or managing a team for years and years. And the people that they choose to bring on front and back and all of that, they are adding their own element into the practice, their personality, their approach to the work. And those micro adjustments over time become a larger impact to the practice itself. I would agree. And there's so many things around the topic of you're an average of the five people you spend the most time around. And from a culture perspective, they talk all the time about how it's one thing to set your culture, but the people you hire are actually determining the culture. And I think that's just another, of, you know, the other side of the coin of, of talking about that. How do you think that cascades down into the patient experience or, you know, just the overall feel of the office? Well, first of all, you have the personality of whomever they're interacting with. And that can, you know, determine whether they want to return or not. There's sometimes I meet with a hygienist and I'm just, I don't feel entirely comfortable and I've completely switched practices over that. Mm -hmm. And then you have things like the longevity of the person at the practice. If they are the same hygienist I've seen for 10 years, I feel very different from a practice where I'm seeing a different hygienist every visit. And that makes a huge impact on my actual experience. Yeah. For me, it's, I think you said it well, the, the dentist is so important. I know we market the dentist. I, I do believe the product is the dentist. I have a strong belief that the dentist sets the tone of the culture and things. But it is not lost on me that most of my engagements at the dental practice is not with the dentist. Right. And in fact, it's with the the person when I walk in the front desk, it's when I call to make an appointment, it's it's the, the hygienist, as you said, it's the handoff between the hygienist and the front desk as I'm being walked out. It's all of these little micro transactions. While it's easy to just focus on the dentist and their personality and how she may treat patients. And, and, and I think that's very important. I think you nailed it in that not only do I see the team interactions with each other, but I'm also judging my interaction with each team member. And, and, you know, to your point, both of us are walking away a little bit different for it. Right. And you can think of it as personal or a physical branding. Even if you think of the dentist as the brand guy for setting the stage of the tone of the practice, every person they hire is an extension of that brand. And so you want to hire somebody that you know, has the same moral philosophies as you, has the same mm -hmm. dental philosophy as you. If you're a very conservative dentist, you're not going to hire a hygienist who's just going to, you know, go all over the place and do whatever they want. You want people that align with your brand and that's going to then cascade into every part of your practice. Uh, do you see that cascading into the choices the practice makes in its imagery it uses in the tone of 
how it engages consumers? Like, like how do you begin to orient that? Absolutely. So let's say you hire somebody who's very, very bubbly and they are all about taking selfies and taking photos and they're just over the top friendly. That person can make a huge impact in your online presence in your marketing itself. If they're taking selfies with patients, if they're recording things in the office and they're willing to put that online, that's giving insight into your office that mm -hmm. otherwise you wouldn't have. If you have all shy team members and nobody's willing to take photos and everyone's just heads down in the work, the impact that you'll have in your digital presence is going to be almost nothing. And mm -hmm. so I think it, it really does matter on their personalities and the things that they can bring to the table. You never know what ideas someone has that maybe they're just a dental assistant in the back, but they could make a larger impact for the, the overall practice itself. Yep. One, one thing that I see offices do pretty regularly is they get so ingrained in this org chart philosophy of this must be this person's job. This must be the office manager's job, or this must be the, the chair site's job because that's what the org chart says. And, I think org charts are important, but I I also believe that there's a time and a place to adapt, you know, a system or a process or or like you were saying. We've seen offices do some outside the box things where, you know, uh, yeah, one of the chair sides is the bubbly personality that goes around and captures content through the day and sends it to the marketing team and where there is sometimes someone better to have a money conversation because they're just more comfortable having a money conversation than maybe the person who should and the, the, the selling of treatment. And I, I very much believe in, you know, who doesn't believe in thinking outside the box? That's goofy. But I, I think an org chart is just a place to start for roles. And, and I think you said it very well that you should take advantage of the personalities and those little micro engagements through there and, and put people in the right position to do well. Right. I think, like you said, you can even transcend your original role and you never know the impacts that you can have on both for your people you hire and that they'll have on you. Those, those little interactions every day, they can influence you to be better in some way. Or if you're shy and they're outgoing, if some of that's going to rub off onto you and you're going to kind of adopt some of their personality traits yourself. And so it's kind of this bouncing back of, uh, between the two of you of your personalities becoming more akin. And it's, it's cool because it's personal growth, but also it can transcend. It can kind of cascade it back into the practice. Like I said, now who, in our company, you can't pick me. Who do you feel like has evolved your personality a little bit in your work style? Ooh, and I can't pick you? No. Man, that's hard. I guess I'll go with Stephanie. It's funny. She is actually very bubbly. She doesn't seem it when you first meet her, but she is very outgoing. She's very excited when I go into meetings with her. She's mm -hmm. really great about making it feel we're warm and very friendly and just this like friendship that she kind of forces on them but it's awesome because it breaks that ice and that professional you know barrier there mm -hmm. and allows us to just be people and that's something that i've learned to adopt whenever i take meetings with clients is it doesn't have to be just business you can be a person and ask hey how's your day and what do you do and you know what have you been doing the past few weeks where did you travel things like that and just being a person with that other person, because at the end of the day, that's what we are, you know, 
yeah, sure, we're in a business contract with them, but you know, it's it's nicer to be friendlier like that, and it makes the actual work process easier. Now, this is me. I know my flock, but I I believe that was probably learned from her. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't think that she's a classic extrovert. I think that that is something that she's learned in it. But I think it shows the power of your comment in that she's learned it. And then and she does conduct meetings very well. And she has a wonderful relationship with all the people we work with. And But she is, you know, a classic introvert. It, it's interesting because she learned that philosophy and that that manner to conduct meetings. And then it, it rubbed off on on you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the yeah. butterfly effect out here. Yeah. I think for me, it's hard to say Andre hasn't had the biggest impact in how I conduct business. A lot of it is he has built such repeatable you know, events in his work style and it's rubbed off on me because he's consistently gets this outcome that is very desirable, but also very consistent. Now, when you think about those engagements between staff and a patient or a prospective patient, how do you think the culture or how do you think the, the tone is being set by the dentist? Like how, how do you see those, those interplays? So you're saying how does the dentist influence the staff to then for their, for their patient engagement, right? I would say a lot of it comes down to, first of all, your overall philosophy, maybe on just life in general, besides dentistry. And then, you know, any coaching that you do sometimes, you know, between the call training and just the in-person, you know, parts of it, the personality of that dentist is going to influence the thought process and the decision-making that the staff makes. Yeah. I even think it's how we talk about our patients behind closed doors. And I've never heard uh, an office badmouth patients that's, you know, um, Nothing, but there is something about putting things out into the universe of, oh, all of our patients don't. One, I do hear that I don't like. Oh, we live in an area where the patients would just rather have me pull a tooth and restore it. And I really don't like that. I, I think that kind of negative talk almost excuses how we present treatment and how we talk to our patients. And I, I, to me, that's a very direct way that the office is, that the dentist is setting the tone for engagements because if the dentist believes that and and I'm selling an implant or I'm selling a veneer or I'm selling something something you know fairly expensive or what, what we consider expensive I guess I'm going into it in this sort of loser's mentality of it and for me changing those words of when I present treatment I'm presenting the best treatment for them I'm going to give them some options and they're going to accept one and and yeah, you're not just going to wake up overnight and will it into existence. But when I think about that quote and I think about how people evolve and and I do believe that the words we put out into the universe matter, I, I think you nailed it on the butterfly effect. I, I think it changes how we talk about, about consumers. I think we fell victim to that in our agency. We used to, I think that when we were growing very rapidly back in 2017, 2018, Andre and I had clients at the time that we didn't really resonate with and, and it was very hard to connect with because we started getting this, this clients that maybe we didn't feel were culturally aligned with our business philosophy. And we started saying, oh, they're high maintenance. I don't want to talk. You know, I'm, I'm not proud of that, but I'm, I'm going to admit it. And immediately the team was like, oh, they're high maintenance. We're, they're high maintenance. They're, let's not do, you know, let's not do any extra. Let's not. 
Andre and I actually had a conversation back in the day about that is that we need to stop saying that. And we started saying, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk to them. And, and you know, it, it actually took some time to recover from putting that negative energy out into the world, if you will. And I don't want to be all, you know, hippie about it, but I think the team captured the essence of what we were saying and they begin to change how they engage those uh, clients over it. And it was very difficult to pivot, but we did. And now, you know, obviously we were happy to talk to clients. I'm not happy to talk to every client every day, but I'm yeah. happy to talk to most of my clients most of my days. <laughs> yeah. No, I like what you said. It, it, to have a, an entire paradigm shift of your own mentality is an enormous effort. Mm-hmm. But you're right that it, it really cascades into the team. It changes how the team feels. I think of it as those uh, daily affirmations that people do where mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you talk mm-hmm. about, you know, instead of being negative on yourself and being so awful to yourself and harsh, you look at yourself and you say, okay, I am, I am beautiful. I am smart. I am all these positive things because how can you love other people and treat them well if you don't also treat yourself the same way. And I think the same thing is for your mindset when you're you're thinking about other people and how how you just mention things, you know, so casually about you know, like you said, like their high maintenance or, mm-hmm. you know, why care about them? If if you can shift your mindset to be less self centered and more about them and thinking about what is best for them, what is best for the client, what is best for the patient even you know, you're, you're shifting your whole paradigm to be less about you and the amount of effort you need to put in and more about them and what they are deserving of. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's not that I mind making a joke. It's, uh, I'll certainly make a joke if someone has spent some time. And I know that's sort of poor behavior, but there is something about how we talked about ourselves as, as leaders, how we talk about patience in front of our team and then how that cascades down. And I, I think you, you articulated it very well. I, I think that's a perfect place to end. And thank you very much for your time. And that was your bite of dental marketing for the day.